so good to see you tonight as you join us on this broadcast again as we come together to just share uh, God's Word and the, the amazing things that God's doing. I just welcome you guys. Every, every week I'm blown away. We get messages from all over the world. Isn't it amazing that, that this little broadcast from Hobart, Tasmania, Tasmania, such a beautiful part of the world, uh, is just touching the four corners of the world. We just love you guys so much. Please keep sending us your prayer requests. We just love it when you do that. And partner with us. We, we want to know where you're at and we want to journey with you and walk with you. And, and if possible, we can help you find a local church if that's if that's something you're looking for but praise God so good that you part of our River City family online amen God bless you well I want to share with you a little bit of thought that that's been percolating in my spirit to be a godly example you know we've just come out of Father's Day and and uh, here in Australia Father's Day is on a on a different day to to other places in the world and you know in the midst of that I I've been pondering a godly example you know uh, we we have God as as an example sure that's great. God is an amazing example. But sometimes when you think about God as your example, you, you think the benchmark is too high. It's, it's too difficult. It, it's too hard. We, we're not God. Uh, how, can we, how can we truly live like God? How can we truly be like God? But you know, the, the, the Bible is actually very helpful because there, there are examples in Scripture of, of people that, that actually have followed God in such a way that that they became a godly example of 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 him to to people in this world. I I think even of um, Paul when he spoke about he spoke uh, and he said, "Follow me as I follow Christ." He was saying that as long as I am a godly example, my life is worth my life is worth following. But if I'm no longer a, a good representation or example of God, then don't follow me. And I think that's good advice in, in, in a sense for all of us. Uh, you know, there, there are people that God puts in our life and, and people are fallible. People are not not always perfect. They don't always do everything the way they need to do. And, and there's a good example in this that when people, when people are walking uprightly before God and they're a godly example, follow them. Follow them. Let them be a good uh, a mentor, a, a good encourager, a good person in your life to lead you and help you. But if they no longer do that, you know, just, just don't do that. Just keep your eyes on God and keep going in that direction. Ezekiel 22 verse 30 has this, this verse and it really caught my eye. It says, I, I sought, this is Ezekiel, I sought for a, uh, God speaking, I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land. But I could not find one. I could not find one. It's like the heart of God is looking to us, to, to people on the world, in the world, to, to build a wall and to stand in the gap on behalf of this land, on behalf of this nation, on behalf of, of, of our people. And, 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 and to stand in the gap on behalf of our people is a, is a powerful mandate. It's a powerful call. It's a, a powerful challenge from God that, that He would actually call His people uh, to not just be in obscurity, to just be in a corner somewhere, but that He wants His, His people to be raised up in such a way that they can build a wall and stand in the gap and be the representation of God in this world. You know, 
uh, there's an old saying that says a good man, a good woman is hard to find. And I think that's what God is saying here. He's saying that it's possible for you to be so fully filled and so fully empowered and so full of God that you can be a living example in the world that, that you live in. But we have to be willing to step into that. And I think sadly, uh, there, there are far too few uh, of us in the kingdom of God who are willing to put our hand up and say, God, send me. Far too few of us in the kingdom of God that are willing to say, I will devote my life to, to preaching the gospel, to serving the poor, to giving to, to those who are in need. I, 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 I don't see that, that many in the, the body of Christ living the royal priesthood and, and being a holy nation unto God. But that's the challenge, isn't it? God wants us to be a godly people who do godly things so that the world can see the example of who He is in us. Amen. Uh, I, just, uh, I just have a few thoughts today. And, and uh, the, the, the world that we're living in is so moved into individualism, but God calls us to family. God calls us to be united, to be together. God, the heart of God is the, the heart of a father. You know, of all the examples of relationships that God could have chosen, uh, some would question why would he refer to himself as a father? Father is a corrupt idea when we look at this world and we see all the things that are broken and, and so many people uh, come and say, oh, well, there's a lack of fathers and because fatherhood is not working and all of these things. And yet God says, no, my heart is to be like a father to my people. And, and so there must be something that we're missing. I don't think God is reducing himself down to, to an earthly example or earthly uh, principle. No, he's calling earthly, uh, an earthly concept of fathers to rise up to the godly example of what a good father is. And God is a good father. So I took some time and, and, and just thought about this over the last few weeks. And surprisingly, God took me to a book in the Bible that, that I, I did not think about until he really started showing me a few things. It's the book of Esther. The book of Esther, if you haven't read it, it's, it's really a good book to read, but some people might be surprised that, that the book of Esther doesn't actually contain any major miracles. Yes, great things happen, powerful things happen, but there's no, no real amazing miracle. There's no direct intervention in the book of Esther where God shows up and does something amazing or supernatural. It's not in there. In fact, this may surprise you, but in the whole book of Esther from beginning to end, God is not mentioned once. The name of God's not mentioned. God is not mentioned. And you may ask yourself, I did not know that. Why is it in the Bible? Why would a book be in the Bible that doesn't even talk about God? I think there is a purpose in it. I think sometimes we miss this. The, the book of Esther uh, may not mention God by name, but the book of Esther certainly speaks of people who followed him, people who lived, people who believed, people who trusted. Uh, intertwined through the whole book of Esther, there, there's obviously the story of Esther, but there's also the story of Mordecai. Mordecai, I believe, has really sprung up in this story as, as a man of God who, who lived by example, who was an example. Now, he was not God, and he is not God. He certainly had failings, and he certainly made mistakes. He, he probably wasn't a, a perfect man, as some, uh, some would judge and some would criticize. But there's something I see in the book of Esther that, that just so beautifully shows us what God is talking about. 
in the book of Esther, uh, uh, we, we pick up of a, a man who, who, who uh, uh, recognizes that, that there is somebody in need. He adopts that child. He brings that child into his family. He cares for that child. He covers that child. He gives his name, his inheritance, a, a rightful place to that child. He devotes his life to, to covering and, and he, he, he promises never to leave nor forsake. He, he promises to be there for that child no matter what. And even if it costs him his life, even if he has to lay down his life, he will do everything he can to protect that child. To me, that sounds like a great example of somebody who's following the godly example. And so we find in the book of Esther, this is what happens. In Esther 2 verse 7, it says, Mordecai had brought up Hadash, that is Esther, his uncle's daughter, for she had neither a father nor mother. The young woman was lovely and beautiful, when her father and mother died, Mordecai took her as his own daughter into his house. Isn't that wonderful? Here we have a story of a man who was not obliged, who, who uh, yes, there was expectation, but he, he made a choice that he would, would reach out to someone who's an orphan, somebody who has nobody else, somebody who is alone, somebody who did not have love and affection and care and covering, no provision, no protection, nothing in her life. And he would extend his covering towards her and say to her, girl, come into my family. And I believe that's the heart of God. He speaks to people and he says, you are, you are desperate and alone. You're orphan in this world. You have nothing and you feel isolated. You feel like you're not covered and protected. You, you feel alone and desperate. I, I extend to you an invitation to come into my family, to come into my world. I adopt you into my household. And, and the story of Esther is uh, quite profound. She, she grows up as a virgin in, in his house, and as she grows up, uh, they were unwanted. You know, a little bit of, it's a funny world where the, the, the Israelites were in, in this kingdom, but the world that they were in didn't like them, didn't want them, didn't, didn't really care much for them. But by, by a miraculous thing that happens uh, in the king's heart, the queen of the time, she kicks, uh, kicks them out. Long story, short story, Esther becomes queen. Uh, and, and Mordecai had to let her go as the king took her uh, for himself. And, and so the story is, uh, uh, challenges come, Mordecai steps in, Esther steps in, Esther speaks. We find this verse here in Esther 4.13. Mordecai tells Esther, Do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all of the other Jews. If you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house, your family, will perish. Yet, who knows whether you have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. You know, talking about a godly example, and, and I, I don't want to make too much out of Mordecai. I, I don't want to elevate him to some 
some godly status, but I, I do see some really exciting things in the way that he lived his life. And maybe this is an encouragement to you if you're a mum or a dad. Maybe this is an encouragement to you as you look at your children and, and you want to see how to, to raise them. Uh, the thing with Mordecai was he was always present. From the moment he adopted Esther into his household, he was always present. He was there for her. He, he was attentive to her. He, he wanted to be a good dad, a good example. A, a, I mean, he wasn't her real dad, but he adopted her and became a dad to her. And, and so the Bible says in Esther 2, and this is where, where, where she had been taken into the king's quarters. She had literally been ripped out of her family. She had been taken out of, of, of the world that she was in and put into the king's palace, uh, into the, the harem of the king. And, and it says in Esther 2.11, Every day, every day, Mordecai, Mordecai paced in front of the court of the woman's quarters to learn of Esther's welfare and what was happening to her. Isn't that a beautiful story of... of of what God does to us when we pray. God is always there. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He's always ready to hear. What are we we're saying? And so, so here we see a beautiful example of, of Mordecai saying, uh, my child, I may not be there with you, but I am there with you. I, I am there for you right now. And, and so Mordecai is, is showing us a godly example of what it looks like to be attentive, to be listening, to care, to be watchful. You know, we, we, as, 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 as leaders in the house and, and, and as Christians, we're always discipling people and bringing people up. Every Christian is meant to disciple others. And, and here's such a beautiful example of what it looks like. He was he was interested, he cared, he, he, he put his own life at risk by being that close to the king's harem, but it was his child, it was his daughter, his heart was in it, he wanted to know how she was doing. I love the fact that Mordecai was a, a man of encouragement, he was a man of encouragement. Here Esther grows up, I, I'm sure like all young girls, she had beautiful ideas of what her life would be. She, she may have thought of marrying a Jewish man, having Jewish children. She may have thought of being a sports star or a business professional. Whatever her plans were for the future, it didn't work out the way that she wanted. It, it didn't go the way that she planned. But here is Mordecai, and he comes to her and he says to her, you know, you, you, these things may not have worked out the way that you wanted to, but God can still have a plan for your life. Mordecai was an encourager. He kept bringing her to a place of, of, of refocusing. Maybe all these things that happened is God positioning and directing your life for such a time as this. And, and maybe that's what we missed. When we're a divine, we're a godly example to others. We, we need to keep pointing them back to Jesus, keep showing them Jesus, keep, keep re reminding them that God has a plan and a purpose for their life. To be a godly example means that we don't get into the, 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 the negativity and the gossip of life. We speak to our, our children, we speak to others, and we encourage them, and we challenge them, we bless them, and we send them, and we enlarge them. Our job is to enlarge people. Our job is to speak life, and to speak blessing, and healing, and fullness over people. I want to encourage you, my friends, if you want to be a godly example, put that negative critical, judgmental stuff aside and start speaking the life and the blessing and the beauty of God over people. 
The opposite of being discouraged is to be hopeful, to be full of joy, to, to, to be excited, to be expectant. And that's what I want to tell you today. We need to speak about the hope of God. People put their hope in all kinds of things. You know, there, there are people all over our world. They put their hope in money. They put their hope in, in, in careers and in hobbies and successes. They, they put their hopes in, in husbands and wives and, and partners. They put their hopes in all kinds of things. And, and some of those things may sustain them. Some of those things may be okay. Maybe they'll never run into a wall in any of those things. But I tell you something, when things go wrong, you have to have hope in God. Hope in God is the only thing that will keep you and sustain you. I love the fact that Mordecai was a man of compassion. He cared for, he, sure, he cared for Esther. He, he cared for her as his daughter. But you know what? He cared for the nation too. He cared for the family and he cared for the people, for the Jews. And, and when he saw that what was happening here, something was about to happen that could destroy or kill a nation, his heart was stirred with compassion. He knew he had to do something. He knew he had to step in and, and take a proactive action to do something in this place. He was a servant unto, unto the nation. And here's the thing in, in the story of Esther. Uh, yes, Esther's life was at risk, but Mordecai's life was at risk too. There was a, a man called Haman who, uh, who had built a gallow. He had built an actual uh, instrument of death to kill Mordecai, to, to, to put him to death for the nation. But I see here another beautiful picture. The very, the very instrument of death that was meant for Mordecai killed Haman. And we see Jesus the same way. The instrument that was meant to kill mankind. Jesus died on the cross. And the devil was the one who took the punch. He was the one who went down. I want to tell you, my friends, we've got to be people of compassion. Here's the thing. Mordecai led by example. He led by example. We see that when he challenges Esther to stand up for what she believes, to stand up for what is right, she didn't get that from herself. She got that from the example of, of her father, her spiritual father, who had led her this far. I love, I love that it says that she fasted and she prayed. That had to come from, uh, from somewhere. There was a godly example that led her to that. But the Bible also says that when she was challenged, her, her approach was, I will do this. If I die, I die. But I'm going to live my life where did that come from? Where did that level of trust come from? It came from a godly example in her life. I want to tell you today, there's a godly example in your life. Yes, it's God. Yes, it's Jesus. But I want to tell you that you can be a godly example. But there are people today who want to love and encourage you. But you need to lean into family. You need to be part of, of a community that will encourage that will have compassion, that, that will never leave. No, that there is a godly example of a family of Christ and you need to be part of it because I tell you, there's nothing as empowering as being around those who will encourage your faith and help you to stand strong. And this is the challenge I have for you to, today in this message is you can be far more powerful than you realize. Like Esther, you can stand in this, such a time as this moment, but you can't do it unless 
you are standing with God and with godly examples around you. I want to encourage you, if you're feeling lonely, you're feeling discouraged, maybe you're watching and you haven't been part of a Christian community for a while and maybe you haven't walked with others for a while, I, I tell you there is real benefit to being part of a, a genuine godly example of a family. I want to pray that you find yourself in that place. Father God, for those watching today who may have been drifted off, maybe some prodigal things going on, maybe maybe just become lukewarm, maybe, maybe just drifted off a little bit. I just pray, Father, that you would bring a real godly example in their life so that they may, they may come on, get on fire again for the things of God and start to do great and amazing things in this world for the kingdom of God. And then for those watching today as well, I pray that they become godly examples godly examples to others in this world because my friend there's nothing as beautiful as wonderful as leading others in the things of God and seeing them excel and do great and mighty things in their faith and trust with God thank you father for blessing my friends in Jesus name I pray amen thank you so much again tonight for joining us I just love to to just spend this time with you I hope you're encouraged by that Let, let's Let's both find godly examples for our life, but let's also be godly examples to others. This is what family looks like, the family of God. Our Father, our Father wants us to be that kind of children. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And I tell you the same thing. Follow me as I follow Christ should be your, your, your anthem as well. God bless you. Amen.